and I'm really, really hoping yep. that this will help guide you to take on more challenges in your life, right? Because that's really all we wanted to do is create some awareness to know that there are four different types of stress to identify those four types of stress so that you can identify it in your own life and say, you know, this is the situation that I'm sitting in. Maybe I should get away from this because it's impacting my health. And as an added benefit, if I start focusing on looking at stress from a different perspective in the short-term stress or the acute stress, this could actually impact my health in a positive light. It could actually help you live mm. longer. <laughs> it really could, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. Hey everyone, welcome to the RLT podcast where we share some real life tools, tips and tricks to help you not only discover, but also reach your ultimate goals. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a brand new episode of the Real Life Tips Podcast, episode number 37. I'm your host, Mono. You're joined by Leon as usual, and tonight, like no other, we're going to bring you some valuable information. This is actually a topic that's quite interesting because I think we all have a specific perception about this, and tonight we're going to, once again, you know, to try and keep it interesting and not just talk about what everyone's talking about, um, you know, just challenge the status quo a little bit. And I might as well just lead it in. I'm already like halfway there. We're going to talk <laughs> <Yeah>. about, <laughs> we're going to talk about stress, man. Um, stress, stress levels. Yeah. I'm sure we've hit on the topic of stress throughout different conversations in different episodes so far. But tonight we're actually going to talk about the effect of stress but can you believe that there's something like good stress? Yeah. You know, there is definitely something called good stress. They actually call it eustress. And, and that's basically considered good stress. It's something that can benefit you. All right. I'm not just going to give away the entire episode right now of what that might be. You can start thinking about it and start chewing on it a little bit. But obviously, we all know that stress is bad. We all know what kind of sort of what it what causes it and why it's there and and so on. And we all try and manage stress on different levels, depending on your lifestyle, depending on your health, maybe uh, family situations, etc. All different factors cause stress in life. Some of the stress I found, especially in the last couple of years, now with like this extreme case of um, you know a world pandemic and economic climates that are like worsening, um, everything in the world just seems so bad and gloomy um, that a lot of it can actually build you a little bit. It, 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 build, it builds resilience. It makes you stronger because you're constantly mm. facing opposition. And that opposition is stressful, but it, it does, it's, it's, this, it's the whole virtue of why you go to exercise. Your muscle won't get stronger just by moving your arm around. But as soon as you put resistance in your hand, mm. so weight or a dumbbell or a barbell or whatever, and I, if you see what I look like, I'm no, I'm no expert, but that resistance builds yeah. the muscle, you know, and it's the same with stress. I think the more stress you have, the better you become at coping with it. And um, some of that stress could actually be really, really good for you. So yeah, that's pretty much what we're going to talk about. This is something very interesting. I think it's valuable for a lot of people because it, it, gives, it takes away the hate relationship with stress and changes it to a love-hate. 
<laughs> at least a 50 50 yeah. you know so yeah super absolutely. stoked about this absolutely and i think it's going to be so interesting because we're going to have a look at it and we're going to try and unpack good stress versus bad stress you know we we all are quite accustomed to and familiar with bad stress because that's pretty it's much life. the stress that we're dealing <laughs> with on life. a daily basis right yeah <laughs> it's called life it's it's called monday mornings that's why we we release these episodes mm. to try and help you through the weekly stress ahead right but we're also going to look into good stress yeah. and and really unpack that and see what is good stress and what makes up this term good stress and what exactly do we mean by the word good mm. Mm. you know um does that mean that it has positive impacts on your mental health or physical health uh, and we're really going to deep dive into it but what we're also going to do is we're going to look at it from the four different types of stress so there are four different types of stress or classifications of yeah. stress it's where the penny dropped and i said to myself and i was like i always saw stress as this one unified mm, sort one of force that's in my life yeah exactly but i never really knew that there were different degrees of stress and that that could be split up into two different parts good stress versus bad stress so the four different types of stress that we're going to cover tonight starting off with with some really bad stresses and we, we're going to talk a little bit more about chronic stress is the first one and the second one is relentless mm. stress and then leaning more into short-term stress is intense stress and acute mm, stress mm. the healthy stress right so we'll, we'll we'll touch on each and every one of those four points here tonight and as always we can promise you that by the end of this episode you'll know exactly what good stress is and how you can bring more of that into your life by means of us sharing real life action steps or real life action tips that mm. you can start applying to your life and as usual we'll again we'll see what the research says what science mm. says and there's so many studies that have gone into this. We're going to have a look at the, the overall outcome and the conclusiveness of those studies to see if that really is true and if it can impact your life and how can it impact your life and how can you actually start enforcing that. So extremely stoked to be deep diving into this stress topic because, again, we're nearing the end of the year and we know that we have to prep ourselves. We have to armor up and get ready because we're going into the crazy season yep. <laughs> where where everything in business just crashes and and everyone's like f pushing to get the numbers out and get the final numbers in uh everyone's pushing to finish up all of their work before they hit the holiday seasons and everything no matter where you are in the in the globe so i think it's a good time for us to actually target and tackle this this topic yeah tonight. no absolutely i think it's it, you're quite right it's just something to talk about i think as we are kind of nearing a specific pivotal point of this pandemic and and all the stress that just that alone brings it's time to actually confront stress a little bit in my opinion and and see what it's all about i think for a lot of people it's like it's been a almost like a couple of seasons now of stressful situations and life that's very uncertain and stuff and obviously i mean we're talking about the pandemic being a strong driving force behind a lot of things that's been happening to people and the stress that they've been experiencing in their lives are kind of rooted in this uncertainty that comes with the pandemic. But, you know, we're at that point now where obviously there's a lot of rollout of vaccine happening. So we're at that like turning point. I think one of the major turning points, definitely not at the end. I don't think the end will happen in the next 
Mm. I don't even think the end of COVID will happen in my lifetime, to be honest. I think it's going to always be there. But um, yeah. yeah, we definitely had a turning point where it's it's getting better, I think, for most of the world. And it's time to take stock and look at the different types of stresses that we've now all felt. I don't think there was anyone immune to stress throughout the last, let's call it 18 months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, 16 to 18 months and um, to start taking stock of the types of stress and that's why I mean you started very clearly by stating there's different types of stress um, to me I never really thought of it like that to me stress was just stress mm. stress is this uncomfortable pit in your stomach feeling that you have about everything like everything uncertain everything that's out of control everything that you can't manage mm. and mm. i didn't know that you would have necessarily good stress bad stress acute stress long-term stress whatever you want to call it there's different levels and degrees of stress and as soon again as you can la- if you can label the stuff and you can understand what is underlying in each type of stress that already equips you once again with the tools and hopefully some research and information that's going to help you deal with it better mm. so for me personally um i'm i'm a little bit of a I, I get stressed out like quite easily as soon as anything starts challenging my um, certainties, like the things that I am certain about, like um, health yeah. that just ticks over, you know, luckily for, for me, you know, like it just keeps going and there's nothing really going bad for us, you know, and uh, finances and work and, and those kind of things. As soon as anything starts taking a grip of those things in my life, I feel super out of control and I lose almost... Um, myself a little bit um, with the stress and the stress really overpowers me at that point to the point where it's so deadening and and so loud if you'd like that I I start not really living anymore I actually just become like a zombie of of stress until hopefully it just ends Mm. like the situation resolves itself at some point and that is Uh, that is something that's extremely toxic now the interesting thing about tonight and what i'm trying to get to the interesting thing about tonight's uh discussion around stress and good stress bad stress different types of levels of bad stress now that i can actually look at those situations that cause this overbearing level of stress in my life and i can go and put a pin and a specific tag or let's say a degree of stress label on each matter in Mm. my life that was bringing the stress suddenly i feel a little bit more control it's weird i know it's Mm. odd but Mm. as soon as i know okay but that part is only an acute problem because that is going to be resolved in a month or so this part with the pandemic yes that's very uncertain so that's definitely something i can't do much about i need to just like take my foot but it doesn't feel like this cluster of stress anymore that's just one big issue yeah there's degrees of stress Mm. in there there's some of it's that's the lights at the end of the tunnel some of it so it doesn't feel so overbearing anymore and that i think is what's super important or that was like absolutely interesting for me researching this is to understand that there's levels of stress and stress doesn't just come in one form like i always thought it does it feels the same in the moment i think it kind of feels the same to me at least like that yeah, feels feels similar yeah. exactly but um they have varying varying degrees of uh, longevity yeah and like. i think i think what's interesting that you mentioned there as well is the fact that you're uncomfortable with 
with anything that sort of challenges your certainty. And mm. that makes a lot of sense because we've had this chat in the past as well, where you've mentioned time and time again that you're uncomfortable with change and it's still something that, mm. you know, you're, you're trying to Bit of a control sort freak. of fix. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So I mm. think it becomes quite apparent that there might be a genetic component in, in this as well. Maybe that's something that you've inherited. Maybe that's something that's sort of just the mm. way that you've been programmed or coded and others are just so so much more adaptable to life and, and change of circumstance mm -hmm. and everything as well and resilient. And I think it really just comes back down to resilience. But there's also a form of emotional flexibility that's also tying into that and mental adaptability. And I feel that a lot of people might either have this or might not have it and would have to actually learn how to not cope better with stress, but how to cope better with change and things that they're uncomfortable with as well as point number one. The other thing that I actually do want to point out as well, and I think this is quite apparent is the fact that stress is unavoidable. I mean, this is something mm. that we all know, no matter Correct. what you do, you can like, obviously we're all uncomfortable with stress to some degree, even those people who are more adaptable than others, even those people who are more comfortable with change than others and uh, who are more resilient. But stress is unavoidable. And at the end of the day, for those people who are less resilient, they try and steer away from stress. And the point that we want to address yeah. here tonight, right now, right here, is I really want to deep dive into the fact that as much as you try and stay clear from stress, shouldn't we turn around and start looking at stress in a different way? Changing our mm. perception or perspective of what stress is and how and what yes. an impact it could have on your life, right? And I think let's let's quickly take it from from the four different types of stress, right? So I mentioned that there are four types, which is chronic stress, and uh, then the second one is relentless stress. And look, chronic stress is typically defined as burnout, right? So this is prolonged stress, stress that has continued for such a long time that it's really just become part of who you are. And I've, I, I know a couple of, not a lot of people, but I know a couple of people in my own personal life who are like this and they are just stressed out by nature. Like anything that, <laughs> any it's, small it's trigger dysfunctional, yeah. will just, yeah, it will just flip them completely. They'll, they'll, they'll just go crazy and um, they'll start stressing yeah, they out about keep anything. It together. Exactly, mm. right. So that's sort of chronic stress, right? And we're going to touch a little bit more on what the research says about chronic stress and how bad this is for you. But if we have a look at the second one, which is which is relentless stress, this is stress that prolongs over months or years, right? And we're going to work this back to, so we're talking about long-term stress now. And long-term stress, the bottom line is, is not good for your health, is not good for you as a person. And I mean, you can you can imagine, like if you had to start drinking alcohol on a regular basis and you do that for a short period of time and then you stop and then you start again, you know, obviously that's not going to have a massive impact on your health. It could compound over many years or decades. But if you compare that to a person who drinks every single day for mm -hmm. 20 years, the amount of impact that that has on his health or her health, you know, obviously there's a massive, massive difference there. And that's sort of the scale that we're looking at here. And that's sort of bad stress that we want to steer clear from. Now, Leon, I'm interested at looking at the research on bad sure. stress at this stage, and then we'll we'll switch it over to good stress. Can you share with us 
what would the, what does the research say? What sort of effect does bad stress have on us? Does it impact our health and to what extent? Yeah, so so the the weird thing is that and, and this is probably where I might scare a lot of people, but um it's important that we take this a lot more seriously because it's almost like I want to let people know that the chronic stresses, all right, so the stress that you kind of feel uh, permanently, if you can find a way to see how that stress maybe fits in a different bucket, so maybe rather long term than chronic, or maybe even just various types of acute stresses that you perceive as one big chronic stress, Mm. it's really going to serve you well as far as health is concerned. When it comes to the health implications of chronic and long-term stress, and we're talking about long-term in the sense of several years or decades of stress, Mm. um, from an emotional perspective, obviously these people are very, very almost like fragile and frustrated and agitated permanently. Um, and and moody uh, for the lack of just like a better word um, you know they just yeah. very overwhelmed and they they lose control and they never seem like they've got their stuff together you know and that I know a lot of people that's like that I've seen myself like that but from more like acute stresses or maybe semi long term stress factors mm. maybe not as long as as what they are talking about here. But it's literally emotionally very depleting. It, it, it kind of floors you completely to the level where you're, so, you're struggling so much with just keeping stuff together that anything just makes you flip completely. Yeah. And then you, you know, you become very melodramatic, or you can become very unreasonable or mm. um, irrational, and and those are definitely not things that you want to be. When it comes to physical symptoms, and I have had every single one of these symptoms happen to me. I think I experienced the physical symptoms very early on, and that's how I usually know that I'm under a major amount of stress. The first thing is low energy. I think stress takes so much out of your metabolism Mm. that um you know you just drain through through buckets of energy so so fast and i actually don't know if i knew this before and um yeah that's that's interesting yeah so low energy is one of the first and foremost physical symptoms of stress headaches obviously all right i'm very familiar with those (laughs) i used to pop way too much um um, um, headache pulls back in my days upset stomachs including diarrhea constipation nausea um, there's a few interesting ones here we just spoke about insomnia right mm. um, stress can bring on insomnia and I think we kind of knew this um, because I can see how stress will make you overthink of a lot of stuff and how that can keep you up um, so and, and I think even without thinking about stressful stuff if you are permanently under stress you're going to have a tough time getting some good sleep well i think i think that makes a lot of sense because the Mm. more you think about something the more and and we've we've touched a little bit on this and i think this was in the beginning of our episodes one of our first episodes uh is the fact that you constantly rethink things from the previous day i think it attributed to about like 70 percent of your thoughts are from yesterday or the day before, right? So that's why it's so important to focus on your mindset. That's why we have the podcast, number one. But number two, 
what happens now is we're talking about chronic um, stress, right? So over a prolonged period of time. So you're sort of burning that stress into your subconscious. And even when you're not thinking about that in your conscious mind, it's still sitting in your subconscious. So now you struggle to fall asleep even when you're not thinking yeah, about your problems and your stresses. Sense, yeah. So, so yeah, no, I think it does make a lot of sense. That makes a ton of sense, actually, yeah, thinking about it like that. I think lastly, so one of the um, other physical, there's a, there's a ton of physical symptoms, but the ones that I think we all can relate to, stress has a very big impact on your immune system. Um, beca yeah. Because again, your body is actually trying to fight the stress itself. So by doing that, it's taking away some of your immunity to fight it off. And, you know, because your metabolism is also at a heightened level, you're not actually creating enough antibodies to fight off um, colds and infections and flu and those kind of things. So you'll actually mm. be more prone to the normal run of the mill type flus and, and things like that. So that's also something to take into consideration. And I think, you know, there's also a lot of cognitive and behavioral symptoms. Um, I think, you know, we all can agree that you know when you are stressed you're permanently like in a state of worry and uncertainty yeah that's me definitely like that's how i experience stresses i'm usually permanently racing my thoughts and f trying to figure out how can i resolve this um what walls can i build so that i don't come tumbling down and everything comes down with it I have really bad ability to focus when I'm like that as well, um, mm -hmm. which now I see is one of the key symptoms as well. The behavior is, is one of the difficult ones to kind of curb as well because you'll actually start experiencing problems with your appetite. Um, so either not eating or eating too much. It's not just one or the other. Yeah. Um, it, it, or it could be, you know, that you are experiencing one or the other. Mm. Um, in my case, it was definitely eating too much, man. <laughs> stress eating, man. I it's, wish it, I there's had a the reason that there's a term for it, man. Stress eating. <laughs> and there's a reason that people who quit smoking yeah. get fat. Um, well, apparently that's what they say. I mean, uh, but so many people yeah, have told dude, me that I've, that's true because 100%. nicotine helps calm you down. And when you get off that nicotine, yeah. obviously you don't have a coping mechanism. And then you start eating more and that sort of leads into this death spiral of gaining weight as well. That's, which <laughs> That's so funny that you say that. That brings it full circle because nicotine, cigarettes, alcohol, drugs, those are other behavioral symptoms of stress. Um, so yeah. if you replace one of those, you're going to find another one to replace it with. So either you're going to be eating too much and yeah. smoking, or you're going to do one or the other. And if one goes, the other's going to take <laughs> the fall. If so, you're anything like me, I was smoking and eating a ton as well, <laughs> just to cope with the stress. But that actually does, does, um, bring up an, a very interesting point because I think when, especially now that we're focused on bad stress, just before we move into good stress, right? Mm. We're talking about chronic and long-term stress so and, and, and relentless stress, which typically is uh, experienced over months or years, right? Mm, and now mm. what happens with that as well is you need to break free from that. And as much as you try and run away from that stress, remember in the beginning I said that... It's your shadow. Constantly, it's going to follow you yeah, everywhere. We don't want to deal with stress, man. We really don't. So what we do is we find these coping mechanisms. And I've been there. Trust me, I've been there. Maybe not chronic stress, but I've definitely experienced relentless stress, which lasted months or years. 
Um, I can't mm. say years, maybe a year at most, you know, but I've experienced this in the past. And now w- what happens is you start finding these coping mechanisms because you don't want to mm. deal with that stress because you kind of feel like you just don't want it around anymore. You just want to forget about your problems and stuff. And then that's when you start developing these crazy habits where you go out and club on weekends and stuff. Like that's obviously when I was a kid still and younger and now I hate clubbing. <laughs> but but now you find other coping mechanisms. I mean, like Netflix yeah. is there and you're like constantly streaming stuff or you're constantly on YouTube or you're constantly playing games or you're constantly... Anything that takes you out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, so you, exactly. you're trying to just like completely... Crutches. Exactly. And that's an extremely important point is to to understand that we cannot get away from stress and tonight i don't want to really come in and say look we are the stress experts because we're not right what i really want to come in and say is that let's change the perspective that we have in general of stress because we all typically perceive stress as just this one entity or this one type of stress but knowing that there are four different types of stress out there and knowing that those can be broken up into good stress versus bad stress and knowing most importantly that you shouldn't always run away from stress sometimes you should actually flip it on its head and say i'm going to embrace stress and that's what we want to talk about um going into into good stress as well yeah so here's the here's the interesting thing um you just mentioned the right word there is is running away from it so actually stress comes from the old lizard brain i forget the actual terminology for it but it's Obviously, frequently referred to as the lizard brain, like our very yeah. early, like, you know, homo sapien brain. And it, it links to the flight or fight response. Now, most of the good stresses are going to be stresses that you should absolutely fight. And mm. by fighting them, you obviously come out so triumphant that you actually grow from it. All right. Yeah. And 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 that is I think where we need to focus on for the like the remainder of this episode is just how to use good stress to actually improve yourself and grow yourself and find achievement in overcoming stressful and difficult situations. Yeah. So I actually want to start with like a really, really easy story that's going to make most people understand what we talk about when we talk about good stress. All right, so assume you are back. I wish this was real actually thinking about it now, but assume you were back eight years old riding your first bike. Mm -hmm. And the first time you see a pothole in the road, lo and behold, you go through it, you fall down, and that now creates a sense of fear in you for that pothole. So the next time you go, you see the pothole, you at least now know what happens when that pothole strikes and you steer clear from it and you are able to actually get past that pothole that's a stressful situation it's acute it's short term but it can be good stress because it's actually teaching you the ability to prevent ever falling down that pothole again Mm. next time Mm. you climb on your bike now it's raining as well and there's a storm and there's lightning and whatever this this situation just got even far worse but just from experience and that is this is what it's going to come down to quite a bit with good stress through practicing stress <laughs> almost um, yeah. and, and sh- like short-term stresses. If you can practice and you, I, I think in my previous, in our previous episode, I spoke about winning frequently. Like if you just win, mm. um, you build a lot of confidence and yes. then you can have that same situation far worse and still handle it appropriately. So now for this 
eight-year-old on his bike. He's been through a pothole once, fell down. Second and third time, he was able to dodge it. The stress doesn't bother him anymore. Now the situation's even worse. It's raining outside. The gravel is slippery, whatever. He still at least knows from past experience, he thinks he's got it in him to still beat this thing. Because yeah. I've beaten it without the rain. Why should it be any different right now? Mm. And that's where good stress starts building on top of each other and you eventually become like the Hulk of stress. <laughs> yeah. You can, you can pretty much take on anything. And the more you practice like these little small stresses, the better you are going to be able to evolve and eventually fight off the big form of that same stress, which could then, if you never had the practice of that mm. first stressor, could put you into like a proper acute sense of stress, where now you've got the experience on how to battle and how to fight the stress instead of flight and actually, you know, beat that stress, overcome it and be way, way stronger I, at the end of the I day. I love that. And I love that analogy. I think that's, that's amazing uh, because... I think it all comes down to it's a skill, right? If you're not born with a talent of being able, being extremely resilient, right? Mm. If you're not born with it, you can learn that. It's a skill that you can learn. You can learn how to overcome it. So you can learn how to be more resilient. And that's the key thing there. That's, that's, that's interesting. So we've covered two out of the four types of stress, right? Chronic stress and relentless stress. And now moving into good stress, which is a number three, intense stress. And intense stress is more short-term than relentless stress, which relentless stress typically lasts months or years. Intense stress only lasts about three to five weeks. So this is stress that you've experienced over a period of about three to five weeks, still mm. a little bit prolonged, but more in the short-term. And then we're going to talk a little bit more about acute stress, which is the healthy stress, the extreme mm. good stress. All right. And I think the most interesting part of this is the fact that there is a thing such as good stress. I never knew this. I, I think I sort of knew it, but I wasn't aware of it. You know what I'm saying? Because mm, mm. I've experienced this in so many cases. And let me give you a good example of good stress. And the penny just dropped for me here. And I was like, you're so right. There is a thing such as good stress. And I shouldn't look at stress as this extreme bad thing. I should actually embrace stressful situations at times because it would make me a better person. To give you an example, a couple of times I've been faced with this. Um, Leon, <laughs> we worked together closely for quite a long time as well. And <laughs> we worked cl so closely together that Leon actually pulled me into meetings uh, 15 or 20 minutes before the meeting. He'll let me know, listen, <laughs> listen, there's a meeting coming up. And I'm like, dude, okay, um, it sounds good. I'm in. But what are we talking about? What are we presenting? What are we like? What are we selling? What's happening? You know? And he's like, No, no, we'll figure it out. Like, let's just first meet the people and all that let's, stuff. Let's just go and again. <laughs> I've, I've, it, but it it comes down to my analogy. You know, I've been there. I've seen the potholes. I've dodged them a few times. And <laughs> I'm confident we can do it again. You know. <laughs> all right. Before I continue that story, but this is the difference between you and me, right? Is because you are mm. trained in this, and I'm the opposite of this. I flip out dude like i stress myself out <laughs> to a t and i first have this complaining session and saying that no there's not enough time for me to prep and all that stuff and then you know what i get onto the meeting and within five minutes in that meeting i'm still busy building presentations in the background and before the introductions are even done i'm ready and i'm set and i'll go and i and i absolutely nail those meetings and right nail it. i nail yeah, it exactly so that's the sort of good stress that we're talking about and i never really realized why is it that i could 
you know, stress about an upcoming event for three weeks, you know, you, you've got this massive event or this massive thing that you've got planned, a party, maybe you've planned a party for, um, mm. for your friend, maybe it's a bachelor's party or bachelorette or something, and you're just stressing yourself out, or maybe it's your wedding, or it's your honeymoon, or it's your own birthday party, and you don't know who's gonna come, who's not gonna come. Those things stress you out so much that eventually it turns into this intense stress, which makes you put in more effort to ensure that you've got all of your bases covered, right? But in the short term, if somebody tells you that you have to get something done this afternoon, this acute stress kicks in. And all of a sudden, you forget about time, you forget about everything, all of your doubts, all of your insecurities, and you just get the job done. And that's what we're talking mm. about when we say good stress. Now, what I really want to emphasize here is that we're changing our perspective of stress, right? It's as opposed to looking at stress as always this bad thing, can we not then look at stress and say, sometimes if I'm faced with these stressful situations, I should just embrace it. I shouldn't fight against it mm. and then say, you know what, oh, it's been such a stressful week, it's been crazy. I just had these back-to-back -back meetings and all those things. Those things have an extreme good impact on your performance, number one. And then number two, Lian, I'm gonna hand it over to you again. Mm. What does the research say? Because I read somewhere in a book, and I want to confirm this statement, is that acute stress has little to no effect on our health and well-being. And actually, it can even have benefits. health benefits. Mm. Now, tell me mm. a little bit more about that. Is there research that can prove that statement? Because I want to know what health benefits is there in acute stress? Because I can't imagine stress benefiting my health. I, I always saw it as something detracting from my health. Yeah, so that's actually super interesting. So the overwhelming and overbearing research on stress, and especially because it's got to do with the bad stresses like chronic stress, long-term stress, indicates that, you know, stress is many times associated with like increased biological aging and suppression of your um, cardiovascular system and your heart and things like that. So, you know, a lot of people that have had prolonged exposure to stress um, can suffer from heart disease. And there's usually like maybe some depression or anxiety disorder and things like that. Mm. But on the flip side, because stress works on your fight or flight response, um, your reptilian brain, did I call it lizard brain earlier? <laughs> Same thing, man. <laughs> I just figured I call. I just realized I, that that. I, I meant. <laughs> okay, but I meant in our defense, brain. in our defense, we're Afrikaans burkis, so <laughs> English yeah, is our second burkis. language. It's the same thing. It's, <laughs> it's the same, same thing. thing. <laughs> you can just edit it out, Mister Marley. Yeah, I'm sorry, I meant reptilian brain. Jeez, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, <laughs> all right so not our lizard brain the reptilian brain maybe some people refer to it uh, especially afrikaans people the lizard <laughs> brain but anyways um fight or flight so this is the exact same I mean, if you look at nature right a lion will never ever be able to like catch a gazelle if there was no fight or flight response yeah. nor would the gazelle ever have a chance to run away mm -hmm. um and and hopefully like one out of two times have a 50 50 chance of getting away from a lion if there was no fight or flight response within the gazelle 
that's why you would go to a national park and you'll see full-grown and half-grown gazelles. Some of them made it to like <laughs> that age of fl flight response, man, winning every time. <laughs> Otherwise, they would all just be youngsters. Think about it. Yeah. <laughs> that is a bad example. No, but anyways, it. you get what I mean. So every time a gazelle went through that, like that point where he says, okay, there's a lion chasing my ass down. Um, they and, and they get away. They get older. They get stronger. They know what comes next time. And that's actually an improvement. So I, you see what I did there? Like I actually went somewhere with that, that story. I love that. I was thinking like, where's this going? But, but I get you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So And the same for the lion. The lion, if he doesn't make his first kill, He'll just say, okay, cool, beat, I'm just going to now die. I'm, it's not working out. But actually, you learn, you adapt. And the same thing goes for any stress that is of short-term value. So if it's something um, uh, that's, that, that you can learn from, because I think stress is many times a growth opportunity that could be missed if you just fold into a bunch and just take a whipping from the, stress or the stressor. Um, so... What it boils down to, if, if you look at the actual research, it really does come down to this, that actually during this like short-term stresses that you have, this natural stress response, so your flight or fight response, will actually boost your protective immune system. It's going to make you more aware. It's going to make you super, super um, vigilant at that point in time. And Again, because these are usually short-term challenges, actually, if you just like play around with wording a little bit, you're going to mm. learn from it. So you're actually going to become better at something. Whatever the stressor is causing, if you overcome it, you are improving in that part in your life. If that happens again, it won't get you down. So there's 100% so much good benefit to it. And because it's not prolonged, it doesn't have that side effect of working on your, um, you know, getting chance to take hold into your cardiovascular system, your heart, your metabolism, your concentration levels, your focus, all that kind of stuff. It, it really happens in such a short spurt that there's more other, like other chemicals in your brain that's actually preventing it from causing any harm. And in actually, in fact, giving you such a, an acute awareness of the situation and a keen like sense of what's going on in your surroundings. You almost get like eagle vision in that short term of stress. You just mentioned when, when I put you in a spot and said, listen, mm. we've got 15 minutes to present 20 slides to a very big customer. I bet you you were laser focused Super for that 15 focused, minutes yeah. and you performed at an, a level that you probably never knew you had. Yeah, it's you. like it's like adrenaline kicks in and just takes over. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and that's where the health benefit comes in. If you do that frequently enough, you become like invincible to the the small stress stresses in life and again I, I like to talk about practicing these things the more you get into these situations the better you become and eventually you're just like a master of like small stressful things just don't phase you and you just knock them out the park like they're nothing i love that and when That's you combine awesome, yeah. yeah if you combine small stressful things you can start taking on heavier, big, stressful things, you yeah. know, and, and maybe, I don't know, like make very big leap of faith, um, good judgment calls on starting a business or, you know, something that you would probably never have the guts to do. You'll now, through your experience and going through several things and having 
won a lot of battles and having that under your belt, you'll have a lot more confidence to go ahead and try things that would like freak you out a year ago. That that makes so and, much sense. And that's important. That makes so much sense. And I'm really glad that, that you shared that and you actually proved that point because I really didn't understand what people meant or what the specific author meant. And I think I read this in mm. the book Stress Code. Uh, if you guys are interested in, in oh, having yes. a look at that yes, extremely yes, good book. Great book. I yeah. think it's only, it's a local South African book. So for the mm. US folk, unfortunately, um, yeah, I don't know. Can Maybe get it on takealot.com. <laughs> order it somewhere <laughs> else. Anyway, but the point is like, it's, it's really good to know that that's a proven concept. Uh, I really wanted to understand what sort of health benefits um, lay within that as well. Extremely good, Leon. I think it's time for the real life. Isn't that Pinocchio? <laughs> or what song is that? I don't know, but I love it <laughs> for today. All right, guys. So just to quickly summarize, there are four types of stress and uh, two of them can really be classified as bad stresses, right? And two of them, mm. the last two, could be classified as good stress. So... The four types of stress is number one, chronic stress, and this leads to burnout. And uh, number two, relentless stress, which typically lasts for months or years. And then number three is intense stress, which is typically stress that you've experienced over a period of about three to five weeks can be classified as intense stress. And this mm. sort of falls under the good stress as well as then acute stress, which is the, the absolute healthy stress, right? So even... Intense stress, not great, but not extremely bad. It's sort of in the middle of the spectrum, but really focusing on the acute stress as well. Now, leading into the real life tips, Leon, for this episode, I definitely do have two main points that I do want to perhaps highlight out of this episode, as well as out of some personal experience as well. And the first one that I have is to try and relieve the bad stress that you have, right? So think about the chronic stress. Think about people in your life that are suffering and it's sort of become part of their personality, right? They've just become these stressful beings where like the smallest things mm. just trigger them and they just completely flip out, right? And, and think about ways that you can identify the bad stress in their life and, and see how you can assist them as well. But if you feel that you're leaning towards even just relentless stress, where you've been sitting in a stressful situation, maybe it's the job that you're in, maybe it's the car that you're driving and it keeps breaking down, think about ways to solve that for yourself and try and relieve that bad stress. At least if you can't solve it, try and sort of soften the blow, right? And what I mean by this is if you have a look at it at an example in business, if you're an entrepreneur, what the most successful entrepreneurs do out there is they start their own processes. They figure out the system. They figure out each and every little nut and bolt to how their business is supposed to operate. And all of that is extremely stressful. But the moment that they've mastered that, they start automating. They start mm. delegating a lot of the tasks uh, to people that will be able to focus on that stress for them and sort of relieve that stress from them. And I think that's an extremely good tip is to look at your own life, look at the bad stress that you have, look at the relentless stress or the intense stress, the, yep. the stress that lasts for weeks or a month or months or years and see how can you at least sort of try and solve those problems. If it's a car that's giving you problems, see if you can trade it in, see if you can find a new car that's going to give you less issues. Mm. You know, if it's, if it's the job Get that you're bike. in, 
I don't know. <laughs> yeah, get a bike. If it's the job that you're in, you know, see if there's perhaps another position that you can go and shoot for in, in, in the company. Whatever the case is, that's my tip number one. Tip number two is I would say, and this I think I might steal from you. I'm not sure if you, you're probably going to head in the same direction then. But I would say, say yes to more stuff. Honestly, in the example that I gave where Leanne came to me on short notice and constant, and this isn't just a one-time thing. This happened over and over again. I kind of just got used to it. And he pulled me into these meetings on 99.9 and I always said yes. And I always succeeded in those meetings. And the more I do some introspection, look at my own life, it's those things that happen on short notice that I said mm, yes to, mm. that I performed the best and that I grew the most out yeah. of. And this is something that like you've just highlighted impact. as well. Yeah, you, you grow from that, you learn from that, you learn that you can deal with your insecurities or that you forget your insecurities entirely. And the more you do this, the more it becomes part of what? Your character and your personality mm. and who you are as a person. So those are my two tips. Leon, anything from your side? Yeah, so you did 100% steal off of my notes. Um, <laughs> I didn't even see your notes, dude, so, but uh, <laughs> I'm glad to know that we're on the same track. Uh, yeah, so no, I, 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 I kind of want to echo what you just said. It, it comes down to, I think it would be, we should have a counter on the screen by now, but I think it would be the fifth time that I said in this episode that you need to practice that stress yeah. uh, and getting good at stress. So you need to expose yourself to um to difficult scenarios and stuff that you would usually say no to um get yourself out of your comfort zone and test yourself a little bit you have to do those things if you want to progress not only is it going to make you better at dealing with that stress when it comes it's also going to grow you to become a better person and it's you know, also going to have just healthy, good benefits it's also going to have health benefits so so it's just, it's, and it's an all-around win it's, it's an all-around win and i'm not saying go and challenge yourself with stressful things that's bad for health i'm talking about stuff that's not going to kill you not going to um make you lose your job i'm not talking about being reckless i'm talking about stressful things like your ex like your example of being put in a difficult spot of let's quickly do a live presentation to a big crowd I was super uncomfortable the first time I had to do that. Yeah. But the reason I actually said, yes, okay, I'll do it is because I presented to 20-seat crowds for two years before that. Yeah. If you just gave me, as a first glance, a 200-seat crowd, I would probably run for the hills and go cry in a, in a corner somewhere. Yeah. But because I had that little bit of confidence from smaller wins bef leading up to that, I, I was still scared. <laughs> don't get me wrong and I still stressed but I did it and I overcome you know and that's what it's all about so yes um, I think we echo the same there I think the last tip I only have two as well because I think stress is something quite intuitive and I think a lot of people know what to do and what not to do but one of the things that I personally found myself doing is I, I'm sometimes my own worst enemy when it comes to stress I pile too much stuff on my plate and I tend to not manage my time very well. But you end up mm -hmm. with so many things that are half done that you get stressed out about yeah. the fact that you're not delivering quality anymore. And that to me is stressful in and of mm. itself. So time management is super important. If you are stressed just by virtue of there's too much going on in your life, 
see if you don't have a problem like me where you just suck with time management and and putting things in correct order and having a good flow to your day because then you can get probably i could get through all the things i put on my plate but i tend to kind of crash through it and get it all done and some of it's great work and some of it i just don't feel comfortable putting my name always behind it you know so that's maybe that's a small maybe a very specific one i love that Um, yeah that's cool but yeah those 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 are the tips that i've got that's that's amazing and i I totally agree with you on that leon absolutely great stuff ladies and gentlemen there you have it this is good stress versus bad stress and i'm sure that we've given a new perspective to this and i'm really really hoping that this will help guide you to take on more challenges in your life, right? Because that's really all we wanted to do is create some awareness to know that there are four different types of stress to identify those four types of stress so that you can identify it in your own life and say, you know, this is the situation that I'm sitting in. Maybe I should get away from this because it's impacting my health. And as an added benefit, if I start focusing on looking at stress from a different perspective in the short-term stress or the acute stress, this could actually impact my health in a positive light. It could actually help you live mm. longer. <laughs> it really could, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. So really happy that we That's covered crazy. this episode. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, this is me signing off, Mono. And I'm Leon. So thank you once again to getting this far in the episode. I, I actually have a little bit of new profound perspective on stress. So we'll be back next week as usual with another refreshing episode on something that we all are fighting or dealing with on our daily lives and some tips on how to fix that and how to resolve that. So yeah, we're signing out. Thank you very much. Cheers. What's up, guys and girls? If you've derived some great value from our show thus far, please take a second to rate and review us on the platform that you're tuned in on. This will really help us to grow the show and reach more and more people to spread the positivity and change more and more lives. So it will literally just take you a second to rate and review us. And who knows, perhaps you could directly be responsible for changing someone's life today. We look forward to seeing you guys in the next one. Until then, cheers.